0: Cash flowing. Okay. Last Ooh, week we I were talking about that. budgeting 101. This week we're taking it to part two, 102, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Mm-hmm. And a part of budgeting is cash flow. Absolutely. What is cash flow?
1: Cash flow and budgeting are, are like you said, it's, it's super parallel. You'll you'll notice people use cash flow in the business entrepreneurial sense when you're looking at money coming in, income and expenses. Um, whenever you use the word cash flow it's similar to the act of of, of budgeting but it gets really granular it's, it's it's the same thing from what people know as the activity budgeting is right we're looking at the money and and starting to cut things and hey if i'm spending 500 here maybe i could spend 300 right that's the budgeting cash flow is literally looking at the flow of money right how much money is coming in that net much money is going out and then even when we start talking about the flow of money we start breaking it into subsectors right so now if we're gonna talk about income is it earned income is it passive income right so now why is that relevant because those are taxed in a different manner is it capital gains income is it short term capital gains is a long term capital gains so that's more so cash flow same thing on the expense side expenses you're gonna talk about the inventory assets liabilities uh, even account payables and the cash flow is the first step or is that transition step into somebody's balance sheet. So balance sheet is for the business, and then if we're going to just talk about people, you know, us listening and watching, the balance sheet could equal to, like, your net worth. Right? So you see how it flows. Budgeting is, It's just the same terminology, but for different sides of it, right? So you'll notice if I'm talking to you as a person, I say, All right, what's your budget? Cash flow. What's your net worth? Balance sheet. Assets. If I'm talking to... um. We got to finish my thing. By the way, go
0: ahead.
1: So <laughs> if we're talking about, um, you know, your, your media company, yeah. when we look at your media company, we're looking at the cash flow. Where did this come out? Account payables, the taxes, the flow of capital and the expenses. And then after we'll go to your balance sheet. Mm-hmm. What what? Uh, excuse me. What's your inventory? What assets do you have? The liabilities? Um Net 30s, the interest rates that you're paying on certain things. Mm-hmm. So, just the words are very similar, and people use these words interchangeably, pending what they're speaking about. But cash flow is a is a deeper dive off that budgeting, hence the reason why it's part two.
0: To dive even deeper into the cash flow, what's its importance in a business?
1: Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. So let's let's put it in terms of this, because we've we've had this conversation. When you first came back from from getting your masters, right? Mm-hmm. What was, I guess, like the the biggest criticism for travel Bread. Well, no, I, was, I just meant in terms of like. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Nah, I'm talking, what what are we talking uh, about? We talking about when when for what
0: you was it was the about biggest, the bread. It was,
1: was, was bread. <laughs> I don't
0: know what so no, in for terms anybody you that's not in New yorker bread is money hopefully we get across the country cash rules everything around me cream get the money i had none at that point in time what i was referring to
1: was your lack of organization when you first came home okay you know what i mean because at that time as a coach and the way you move you was able to move more so independently right so the point i bring that up or the reason why i bring it up is what's the reason with the cash flow that's the organization right when you start looking at why it's always a, an amazing thing to at least talk to an accountant or have that down to a T or even if you can't afford an accountant, you open up an Excel spreadsheet, you start to, 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 to book keep is because you need to be organized in the business. So the first thing is when it comes down to taxes or people that just experienced the pandemic, if you were an entrepreneur and you didn't have your books in order and have a cash flow statements and everything, you probably didn't qualify for a lot of the benefits that the government was giving right if your business wasn't uh if you didn't do the cash if you didn't do your books so now when it was time for a ppp loan you missed out and then when it was time to even say get unemployment because maybe you were a self-employed individual you missed out on that too because you had no so the cash flow in terms of the most basic basic form the reason you're going to do it outside of the fact that it's it's damn near mandatory if you're going to really run a business that's the first step of organization and, and actually being a business so when it's time to scale, go to the bank, get loans, or actually just see where you stand, you're going to go to your cash flow. After cash flow, you're probably going to go to your balance sheet. So the, the, people, the people, people watching, you remember that you need it. You can't, you can't stray away from, from some of these things. Like, you know, you know all too well I'm not the, the, the first person everybody wants to speak to right in terms of finances cuz people don't want to have that conversation. It's not the funnest,
0: right? Yeah, but now you've gotten to the point in your career where you're, you're an authority in the finance space, especially among your peers. So when you walk into like a family party, people automatically want to talk about people automatically want to talk about money because they associate, associate you with bread. They associate mm-hmm. you with the thing in which they're probably messing up that at that point in time. Ah, big time yes at the beginning though but now I think that everyone and their mother when they see you wants to talk it's like when they see a when they see Kendrick they're going to want to talk about rap when they see Odell Beckham they're going to talk about football when they see the best lawyer in the world they're going to want to talk about law but I do think that it's changing for you, it's evolving for you and you're associated with your craft more than you're associated with being the actual person, Jordan the Warrior. Oh yeah, now at this point, at this point, it's it's it's,
1: it's tremendous. I was, I was referring more to like just the concept that people don't always want to talk to advisors.
0: It, yeah, because it's taboo and they don't think, a lot of people like, like even me, I thought that if y'all see me looking down, I'm I'm actually doing the sounds for the podcast too. So I apologize. I'm a, we're gonna we're gonna it's, change listen, that. Sooner. this
1: brother is very talented. I just so, I'm just the finance. But God, he's doing it all, man.
0: I think that. What was I saying? I actually forgot. Yeah, me too. But
1: well, let the, me say this though. All, you know, all joking aside, the reason why people hesitate to talk to to myself. Oh, is oh no. Oh,
0: okay. So i was saying was that that taboo. Yes, like that's right, that's so there's a taboo behind finance because they're like, oh, I'm not rich, and they associate having a financial advisor yes. with yep. the fact that they have to have this
1: Focastic amount of gross money. amount
0: of money. When no, you just need to make money and figure out a way to make your money, make more money. But that starts with budgeting and saving money so you can put your money in places to where it grows. Yeah, but people don't understand. I don't you know. To finance, if you have a financial advisor, simple. Big time. When you make it, save some of it. <laughs> save enough of it to invest it and have your money making money.
1: People don't And double need, down
0: on the things that work well. You don't need an advisor. Like, if you want to
1: be totally frank, you need an advisor when you get past a certain level. Right? Like, in terms of mandatory need. Yeah. But for the 90%... It's in your best interest. The reason why you you should talk to an advisor is because you're not going to hold yourself accountable.
0: And you, yeah, you want to have, have a work. conscious. You wanted someone to call you and go, "Yo, bro, you buying? There's seven days in a week, but you buying twelve caramel macchiatos instead of seven. What are you doing? Or bro, you're going over your budget for you're going over your your your, your food budget for the month." Nah. Every month for the last eight months, and you're not going over by a hundred dollars, you're going over by five hundred dollars. This is killing your ability to actually get to your goal. And you need someone, it's like an accountability partner, I think is what a financial advisor is. Is it's a person that's gonna hold you accountable to your financial goals, and you're gonna have to sit down with this person and say to yourself, Okay, I said I wanted to save X amount of dollars, I'm seven hundred dollars short, and I'm buying chick-fil-a every day and the thing is is that even
1: my way of of practice management in terms of how i deal with my clients i say that's that's cool like i'm not here to tell you to be restrictive by any means but what i am here to say is we only have two answers to fix your money problems because people are always asking me the same question how do i make more money and so on and so forth we only have two ways either you make more money you spend less money that's the only two answers when you start to 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 break down this cash flow, this budgeting. So it's either you're going to cut down on the things that you that you do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when you cut down,
0: you create a bigger spread, a bigger margin in terms of how much money you're able to save. If you ain't rich, you should be inside working. Anyway, but that's a different that's right. a different story for a different day. Obviously, go out have your front fun. I'm not I sounded corny. Not if you ain't rich, or if you aren't not if you aren't rich. But what I'm saying is there has you have to put work into that craft i believe to get to where you want to go so you can have that leisure time but you do need leisure time i'm not we remember that that um What's that John we were looking at? It was an Instagram post. It was making fun of like motivational speakers. Be like oh, <laughs> I woke up at five AM to run. Yeah, right. Six AM I, I studied. Seven AM. I ran
1: four more miles. I ran four more
0: miles, <laughs> four more miles. <laughs> four more miles. <laughs> eight AM.
1: No, but it started yeah. at two AM. It's, it like it's crazy. It's crazy. That's not move move move. what I'm
0: saying. I'm that's saying true. you have you do have to allocate time for your craft. You do have to allocate time so you can find that opportunity that's within you. That's no. what I'm saying.
1: And it's about the organization and the accountability. The reason why Elon's able to run two billion routine. dollar companies and the routine. The reason why he's able to run two billion dollar companies is because everything's down to a t so we're talking about the cash flow aspect, and the first thing you asked me was like what's the biggest reason? I could tell you about money efficiency and all no the, the first thing is is organization and accountability because once you see it and you know where your money's going, now you don't have that well. I get it and I don't know where it goes. Well, now you know where it goes. And then you can hold yourself accountable
0: on the actions that you're doing. So for a new entrepreneur that's just fresh in the game, no, let's refine the question a little bit. For an entrepreneur who's starting to grow and he wants to incorporate, you know, and figure out how cash flow works, how will that knowledge and help Bring them to the next level. Oh, that's, that's an amazing question.
1: So outside of the actual cash flow, yeah. <laughs> right? Because once you do your cash flow, you become a more efficient business owner or entrepreneur. So what do I mean by that is if I'm looking at my cash flow, you also start to put a, a, a you start to put a, um, what's the, the template when somebody draws an architectural plan? to the foundation house, a foundation a But, no, but a stru- when you draw it um diagram
0: come yeah. on now brother well, what are we drawing a sketch
1: a no 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 when you put when you draw for a house an architect uh-huh. puts the house he puts the sketch okay. together and then that
0: sketch becomes a
1: and that's the word i'm looking for
0: my G, it uh, would be what is, a, a drawing what, what are you talking about anyway let me finish the point now it's a speci-
1: you got it right it's just a specific word We're missing the point. This is totally irrelevant. Blueprint? Blueprint. Blueprint. Thank you. That's the perfect word. You got it. I'm here. It's the blueprint. It'll become the blueprint to your business. That's the perfect word. So, thank you, Trevor. You did that. Now, this is the name of the
0: podcast, by the way. (laughs) The
1: Blueprint. Blueprint.
0: We should change
1: it if that's not taken already.
0: I'm not, I'm not changing kidding, names. I'm joking, you, I'm joking, yeah, I do not support you. I'm joking, I'm so that joking. means every <laughs> podcast I gotta go and take out. <laughs> no, the opportunity is hit with joking. it. I'm and joking. you know, Jay Z got, yeah, he got, got that. the he blueprint. One, What well, Nas say?
1: Um, he when he when he does Jay Z, you took you took the blueprint from. He took the blueprint from, Nas scoop heat bro.
0: Get your
1: you hip hop knowledge keep, up. So, in regards what? to why, wow, in
0: regards to why the I gave cash you life in say, the hypno. Stop, listen, stop, stop. I gave you life in terms of first off, I I showed you what culture was. That's so, number say one. Say
1: that again. So you showed.
0: What culture was and outside? Who is the culture, no, the culture. no, no, no. Of course, oh, that's we're all the culture. That's not what I mean. Because <laughs> I'm to No, 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 how tell no me That's not what me I mean. No, no, and no, said no. You no. taught me the that's culture. That's not what I mean. What I mean when by I was, that is you, I you taught no you how cool. to be cool. No, no, no. you didn't know what was going on outside. Because I, I, I was you didn't know because what, I was getting this knowledge to give to the people. You didn't people. know what was going on outside. I didn't lift my head up. No what was going outside. I did not
1: lift my head up for eight years. The first three was fine. Cap, cap. I'm calling cap. What? Capri. That I didn't lift my head up for eight years? As I'm, giving, I'm, I'm, I'm saying your point is right.
0: No, I'm saying you lifted your head up, though. You did.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Three, the three years was, was, was biology medicine. I was going to become a physician, made a pivot, and then the next five years I was studying finance ridiculously because I didn't know <laughs> what a dollar was when, I was when I graduated college. We digress, but he taught me to culture
0: believe what you want you people. just started listening to music last uh, week just, Chief? To, just to quote a good rapper friend get the quote right this time <laughs> just to quote a good rapper please friend please get the quote right
1: the fourth stage of jealousy is called media
0: where we go yo stay away from jealousy, <laughs> bitch with jokes it's you trick, cannot that wasn't a joke that, it, that, was, it that was whatever that was you were trying it was terrible talking
1: about it, the fourth level of jealousy and don't put his address out don't let that go over your head you'll catch it when you watch the podcast he didn't even catch it but he put me on game in regards to cash flow ooh that was a big chance in regards to cash flow all jokes aside though it'll, it'll become the blueprint of the business Right, so now, when people are looking for loans, when you're looking for investors, we need to know where the money's going. The second aspect that'll give you a better position to scale because once you know where your money's derived from, if I make a hundred dollars, I need to source that hundred. Where did that hundred come from? How long did it take to get? If, was it was it a net thirty? Did I have to spend seventy cents on a dollar to make a dollar, which means that your profit margins is, is thirty cents so that's what that starts to bring on the flip side, it starts to make you think more like an entrepreneur and what i mean by that is everything to really and truly um become the best version of you in in an entrepreneurial status is going to come down to efficiency and organization trev you could give your two cents on that too but once you start to put together a cash flow once you start to put together a balance sheet and once you start to look and assess the business and understand where where all your time is going where your money actually comes from and starts to compartmentalize on the business on, on yourself in which whatever way shape or form that's when you take that next step so that's what I think it, What's it a, can help
0: what I, to me the biggest thing what I'm learning in my personal life is is routine
1: big time because yeah. I yeah. keep
0: using the word consistency but uh, yeah, I'm consistent but personally this is I'll, I'll talk about me my routine is poor mm-hmm. one day I'm up at you know six one day I'm up at seven one day I'm up at five one day I go to bed at 11, one day I go to bed at 12, one day I go to bed at 1. And so I think a lot of what entrepreneurs' business or people running businesses for other people, they have to have a routine to where their systems are not only automated but timely. Yep. And you know that at one thirty on a Tuesday that your boss or you are going to go out to lunch and you'll be back by 2:30, 2:45 to get back to your day. Mm-hmm. And then at 3 on Tuesday you're going to have um, a meeting. Yeah, you're going to you're going to have a meeting about your cash flow. And, and and that to me is the biggest part about being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur or a high functioning business person in general. A, a highly functioning person is your routine. That's me. So oh, that's- I think I'll cash flow that. I think cash flow has a lot to do with finding that routine of how your money's flowing and if that that flow of money is routine yeah. because if it's not it's a problem. Yeah. And then the next part is for for the best business owners
1: you start to see that like for myself I could numbers tell a story. Yeah. You see what So so if, if again, the point of this podcast is you realize that you have way more power and how does and money
0: how does money tell how how do the numbers tell a story? Okay. That's a great question. So if I'm looking at even equated to like a stock.
1: Just in it's not stock advice. So if we equate it to a stock. If I'm looking at a stock trading at a hundred dollars, right? Or a company that's worth a hundred million. Our first thought: that's a great company, right? Middle cap, large cap, so on and so forth. But if I look at their cash flow, I start to look at their balance sheet, and I realize this company is worth a hundred million, but is it a true hundred million? If you're worth a hundred million, but you only have a million on in the bank. Accounts payable and receivable might be five million. assets and inventory in the company might be another five million. But when I start to look at the liabilities, you have loans and and debt on the company north of 20 twenty five million. you have account payables in terms of who you have to pay as a company um, north of you know the next 10, fifteen million, and then you're paying an interest rate on that 10-15 north of 10-15%, and then we start to look at your cash flow and your margins on the money that you're making is less than 10%, that 100 million dollar company is not a good company to me.
0: Hmm.
1: Right? Because you're, 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 you're leverage, right? Any, any, any misstep, you could go under. So one of the biggest things is that people think just because it's a big company or it's worth a lot of money, they can't do any wrong. That's the reason why people were all so surprised when 2020 happened and you saw billion dollar companies getting bailed out. Yeah. That's how numbers uh, tell a story. Because yeah. when we traded and did what we did for clients, you know, we did okay. Yeah, and I'll leave it at that. Um, those were the numbers that told me a story to know to stay away from certain companies because they will be susceptible to an economic change. So now if the economic cycle goes bad, won't get too deep into like a but if if we have a 2020. And the supply demand metric, and that's what pushes the economy. Once that goes down, you have any type of turn, your industry could go against you. Yeah. So now, again, penning out an industry like the marketing industry or the music industry had no way of of, of doing what they needed to do during twenty twenty.
0: And the companies were fat. <clears>
1: Hundred <throat> the percent.
0: They weren't lean. At, so it. it, it,
1: it when, when you look at these numbers and you start, you ask the question: well, How do numbers tell a story? And how do you, you know, listening to our podcast, start to get to that place where you can see numbers and realize: Is this a good deal? Is it a bad deal? Right? Of course, you're just gonna have to put in the work, but it's a tipping scale. You you ever saw that little? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. now, uh, assets, liabilities. If a company, you you could have assets. But you could also have assets just like your home. You could have a million-dollar home but owe $1.1 million on it.
0: And that's a bad
1: deal. It's a bad deal. <laughs> so people always just say, oh, that's a million-dollar home, but we don't get behind the numbers. And that's the reason why 95% plus of businesses fail because they do not want to get behind the numbers. They'll stray away from speaking about somebody about finances, and they think it's all about the, um, it, it's all about the love as it is. Yeah. As it is. And like I, how we started the podcast, you need to find your love, find your the Passion, whole nine. Yeah. But well, once we get past all that jazz, let's come back down to scaling and being successful. And it's always going to come down to the numbers. And if you're a business owner, prime yourself and teach yourself how to read uh, cash flow statements, how to read balance sheets, and how to get some type of of grasp on numbers. You don't have to be a number person. But you do if you're going to stray away from hiring somebody like myself.
0: Yeah. Now... Lastly, to wrap up cash flow segment and podcast, as an entrepreneur gets going, a lot of times they are trying to survive and they're trying to create cash flow and trying to create a sustainable environment to grow mm-hmm. and to be around. Now, once they start seeing success, if you can break it down to, say, three steps into understanding your cash flow, what would they be? Three steps.
1: I would say the first step is understanding what is what. And what I mean by that, what is an asset for you and what is a liability for you? Um, what is income for you and what is an expense for you? assets and liabilities, my apologies, is, is more so on the balance sheet side. We're talking about cash flow. But what is considered income for you and what is considered an expense for you? Um, once you could quantify that, that becomes the first step because a lot of times... And then also, when you make this money. One thing that's very, very interesting and one thing our, one of our friends does very well is the manipulation of money. Yeah. The reason why... Um, you may see, and don't quote me, but some of these big companies took the PPP loan. I'm I'm, I'm forgetting which one to say an example for you. But the reason why um, a a large company would take a PPP loan is to manipulate money. One, the interest rates are lower. So you immediately save money. And we'll have a whole other podcast on interest rates because that is, to me, one of the most important things about money, period. Well, I'll I'll write that down. Um, (laughs) Second is... When you understand the timing of money, that's why credit cards become relevant, right? That's why debt and loans become relevant because a lot of times the difference between a company becoming and reaching their peak is literally 30 days. If you can't survive and people... So that's why people take bridge loans. That's why people do a net 30s, net 60s. Yeah. So first step is understanding what is considered an income uh, for you, what is considered an expense for you. Uh, Once you're able to do that, I would say the second step, or maybe this should be the first step, is to do um, an assessment on your business and your life to see where these things are coming from. Yeah. So once you quantify you know where and when you, you know what is what, hopefully that makes sense. And the last I, I, I might just say there's just those two steps. like a cash flow is, is, is very it's, it's not complex at all. It's not complex at all. You could Google it, take, watch a 10-minute video. And it's simple. It's, it's literally a T-chart. Create a T-chart, put income and expenses. And that's your, your bare-bone cash flow. And then, you know, if you're a business owner, hey, listen, I, I make uh, 10000 um a month from X source. Uh, from my passive income, I make $1,500 a month. But to make that 10000 a month, I have to, you know, buy this machine, buy this. Uh, I travel for gas. I, I buy these clothing. Well, that's your, you know what I mean? That's your expenses. So,
0: You need to find out, to make a dollar, how much do you spend? So, what should financial advisors be telling Mm. their clients? I'm not
1: giving them any tips. Come work for a way capital.
0: Talk to them now.